Hey, Changemakers. Happy December. I hope your holidays are off to a fabulous start. And welcome back to the Engage for Good podcast. I'm your host, Allie Murphy. In partnership with Nationwide Foundation, Nationwide Children's Hospital, and On Our Sleeves, the Movement for Children's Mental Health, surveyed over 5,000 working adults across the country and found that children's mental health has a large and direct impact on corporate success. In fact, over 50% of parents miss one day of work a month due to their children's mental health. In today's episode, I'm joined by Amanda Dove, Director of Social Impact and Corporate Philanthropy at On Our Sleeves and Nationwide Children's Hospital, to talk about how they're addressing the youth mental health crisis and building impactful and purposeful experiences for their corporate partners. The nonprofit has a variety of partnerships across industries with companies such as Nationwide, Joanne, Kendra Scott, Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams, and Big Lots, including the Big Lots Behavioral Health Pavilion and Big Lots Behavioral Health Services, which were named in honor of the transformational $50 million gift from Big Lots and its foundation. In today's episode, we'll explore how Nationwide Children's Hospital and On Our Sleeves engage their partners' unique customer audiences, how one partner said no before saying yes, the importance of data and building a business case, how they provide interesting points of impact while staying true to their mission, their customized approach for building campaigns, how they navigate the challenges of youth mental health, and the best piece of advice Amanda has ever received related to building impactful corporate partnerships. And with that, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Nationwide Children's Hospital and On Our Sleeves. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here too. Would you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Nationwide Children's Hospital and On Our Sleeves? Yeah, so um, my name's Amanda Dove, and I'm the director for social impact and corporate philanthropy for On Our Sleeves, the Movement for Children's Mental Health and Nationwide Children's Hospital. So I wear both hats <laughs> um, in my role. Um, and I really oversee all of our national partnerships um, that are corporate in nature and how we build out um, the campaign for how they talk about their support, um, primarily for On Our Sleeves. Um, and so it's just a, it's a lot of fun working with these organizations and these corporate partners um, who are so passionate about mental health. And then mm -hmm. they find out that, you know, this is really impacting kids too. And how do I help, right? How do I, how do I get involved? And um, so we work with them to teach them a, a little bit about how to talk about it um, and do so responsibly and, and really work with them to put together um, a campaign that they can use um, nationally. So that's, that's a lot of what I do. I love it. It sounds fascinating. Okay, so before we dive into some of the specifics, I like to ask guests one little personal thing about them as well, because we're all more than who we show up to work as, and we're we're full, full human. So, what's a fun fact about you, or something you like to do? Ooh, a fun fact about me. I don't know that it's fun. Well, I think it's fun, <laughs> but um, that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, I'm a mom of three. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, so my kiddos keep me very busy, but when I do have time completely by myself and I don't have anything else to do, um, one of the things that I like to do for fun is needlework. <laughs> so oh, yes! I love to embroider. So I've done that since I was a little girl. It's just a good thing to occupy my mind and 
helps me feel like I'm, you know, doing something creative, um, but not mm-hmm. work creative. <laughs> so that's something I like that. I, I like to doing. color sometimes. My friend gave me, um, I write a lot of postcards and letters, and my friend gave me these cards that you color on the outside first and then you send. So, oh, that's not so need to work, fun. but my sister does that. the same thing. So she likes the coloring stuff too. So. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Okay, so you partnered with Nationwide Insurance on a survey of over 5,000 working parents and found that children's mental health has a significant and direct impact on corporate success, which to me is not all that surprising. That makes a lot of sense. But tell us a little bit about this research and how does it inform your corporate partnerships? Yeah, that's such a good question. And you're not the first person to say like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. But the Mm -hmm. interesting thing is there wasn't data done to support it. So when you're making a business case to a corporate entity that they should care about children's mental health, not just because it's like the good thing to do, (laughs) but because it actually directly impacts their bottom line. Um, It impacts their employees. Yep. Right, right. Like it it impacts how your employees show up to work. It sometimes Mm -hmm. impacts if they're able to show up to work. Um, and it definitely impacts how they feel about your, your company, how they feel about where they work, if they feel supported. Um, so it impacts employee retention and it's just so many things. Um, and again, I think a lot of people look at it and think to themselves, oh yeah, well, of course it does. Um, but when there's not the data there to support that, then how do you make that business case? Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's what we really worked with um, nationwide worked with us to underwrite that research. And, um, and then we were able to take that information and we released it in a study called the great collide. And Mm -hmm. then um, we were able to take the information from that to inform um, our workplace curriculum called bloom. So what we found when we did that research was a couple of things. First, mental health doesn't, it it exists on a continuum. So children's mental health, when we think about it, like we talk a lot about, and and we, you'll hear the stat one in five kids has a Mm -hmm. significantly impairing mental health disorder. Um, but five out of five kids have mental health. And so you have to, (laughs) that is such a good point. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like, yes, the one in five, um, a lot of them are, are, they're, they're working through the crisis right now. So a lot of them are in care or they're seeking out care, professional help. But the other four also need good mental health. (laughs) They need all of the tools and all of the resources to help them along that spectrum. So promoting and inspiring and um, developing coping mechanisms and skill building and kind of figuring out how to handle their mental health, how to take care of their mental health. Um, and so we found that out first, and then we found out that, um, when it impacts working parents, over 50% of them were missing work at least one day out of the month because they were responding to mental health concerns with their kiddos at home. And then they're taking all of their time too. They're focusing on it, right? They're thinking about it because they're worried about it. And this is made worse in the pandemic as well. Um, And so they're really concerned about their kiddos. And so if we could create um, this way that they felt more supported in their workplace, that they felt like they, A, could talk about it 
and that they would be supported when they have to respond to mental health needs the same way that they would if they got a call that their kid broke their arm on the playground. Um, yep. Then it's just making, it makes, uh, you know, the situation where they feel like they can be them, their true selves when they're at work and they can show up as their true selves and they can still mm -hmm. be fully employee and fully parent. Um, and so that's really what Bloom is, is doing. Um, and so now we've launched that nationally as well. So that's available um, in workplaces around the country. So we tested it out first with some of our key partners and then mm -hmm. um, launched it nationally. So it's been really interesting to watch it turn into what it did. Absolutely. And I'm curious, I'm guessing the answer is yes, but I don't actually know. Do you use, okay, so if, if a potential partner maybe isn't going to use Bloom, do you still use some of the data and the research from the study that you did of the Great Collide, I think is what you called it? Yeah, mm -hmm. the Great Collide. Do you still use some of that research and data to inform your corporate partnerships and have kind of a, a conversation with partners, regardless of if they're going to use the curriculum or not? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's just the same as educating them about anything else with children's mental mm -hmm. health, like how they decide to use it or not use it. That's totally at their discretion, but we have the information available and we always make sure that, that they recognize it because um, to your point, some of them will, are like, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But surprisingly, <laughs> some of them, some of them were like, oh, oh, I didn't right. realize that it had that kind of an impact or they might think like, yes, it has a little bit of an impact, but they don't realize that it's impacting over half of their workforce mm -hmm. um, in a significant way. Um, and so it changes how they think about how they interact with their employees and how they support their employees. Um, so yeah, we let everybody know. <laughs> I like it. This is fascinating things. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have a variety of corporate partnerships from Nationwide, like we heard about to Joanne's Big Lots to Kendra Scott, and there's some others in there as well. Would you pick one and walk us through your customized approach for building a campaign and engaging your partner's unique audience? Because each of these have a unique audience. What do you do? Um, it's such a good question. And they're all so much fun to work on. So this was such a hard, hard question to think about. <laughs> we'll start with what? I just want to talk about all of them. But um, mm -hmm. no, so I think one of the one of the ones that I think is is really fun is our partnership with Joanne. Okay. Um, so Joanne, I mean, they are as creative as you could possibly hope <laughs> from a partner. Yep. That's literally who they are. Um, so they, you know, were really interested in using creativity as a platform to talk about children's mental health and educate advocates about mental health, um, for their kiddos as well. And so we worked with them and, um, created this program, um, about finding empowerment through crafting. And mm -hmm. um, I think this was really, really fun and, and brilliant um, on our clinical team's side of things too, because it, Joanne has more than just their customers as well. I mean, um, kiddos are using their crafts, teachers use their crafts, um, their supplies, and then their employees as well are crafters. Right. So, I mean... I mean, with me and my embroidery stuff, I'm always at my Joanne store and have been for a very long time. But I go for fabric for sewing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So anybody who goes there on a regular basis, they know that the employees there, they're crafters too. So it was really thinking like, how do we create something that's authentic to the brand mm -hmm. um, that's authentic to their consumer base? And that is, 
going to speak to their employees as well, because at the end of the day, we want the employees to be excited about what they're asking people to donate to at the register, right? Um, right. And so, uh, so yeah, so it really came about with this whole like empowerment through crafting. Um, they We put together projects geared towards supporting mental health for kids of all ages um, mm-hmm. with them. And so they bring the crafts and we bring the conversation starters. And, um, and that's really, it's, you know, playing off of the strengths of each brand. Um, and then their employees were getting really excited about it. Their followers were getting really excited about it. Their customers were excited about it because it wasn't just asking for a donation. Then they were able to also go online and find something that they could do to interact with their kids. Um, so they could do a craft together and then they could ask them questions about their day that wasn't just how was your day because <laughs> kids always say it was fine <laughs> and that's it yeah that's not but, a, that's not a big conversation starter yeah usually. so so we had um we launched operation conversation earlier this year and it was all about how to start the conversation with your kiddos and how to keep the conversation going um and so one way that you can do that is over crafts um so mm-hmm. do a craft together and ask those conversation starters together and really just make sure that you're setting up with your kiddos this culture of communication, right? Because when it comes down to it, um, when they do get to a point, if they do get to a point where there's a crisis, you want to already have a situation set up where they know that they can trust you with what's mm-hmm. going on in their life. And um, and so that's really, that's really where the magic kind of happened with this particular partnership. And and then they, their customers were so engaged with it and their employees were so engaged with it. So we raised about a half a million with them in our first year with them last year. And we more than doubled that this year. So they broke, they broke a million dollars raising funds for us. And we were just very, very excited about it. Um, and they're very excited about it as well, because the, the reaction from their customer base has just been so strong. So. Okay, so I love this example. Do you have another from a different corporate partner that you could share that really talks about that audience and their strengths and building to each each brand? Yeah, so, oh, gosh, again, there's so much fun. It's like hard to figure out which one I want to <laughs> do more. Um, but uh, another one that I really loved that we launched this year was with Jenny's Ice Cream. Um, mm-hmm. So and not only was this one fun, but it was delicious. Um, and I gained a lot of weight from eating so much ice cream. Um, uh, so they, for the month of May for Mental Health Awareness Month, um, they came to us, actually. It was really interesting. They already had a flavor called of ice cream called Sunshine. Okay. Um, and uh, it's definitely a play on words because the ice cream itself is this muted gray color it looks like a storm cloud <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it it does taste like it sunshine is such an apt description for the flavor of the ice cream mm-hmm. because it has like all of these tropical fruits and really bright citrusy types of flavors um so when you you know bite into it it really does you feel it feels like summertime that's what it reminded yep. me of and uh and so it really they came to us and said you know like we've got this thing that we want, we, we want to talk about mental health, but, um, you know, we need help with, from you, mm-hmm. like, how do we do it? We're um, bringing in experts. How do we do it? Yeah. And so, um, so they already kind of had the tagline, like we've got the ice cream that's muted in color and has this bright flavor. Um, and so we really talked about, well, how do you turn 
gray skies to sunshine and you talk. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the tagline was we just talk, we talk about it. And um, so we worked with them again with our conversation starters and operation conversation um, and talked about how do you have these conversations? Go and grab an ice cream, (laughs) grab some sunshine ice cream at your local store or pick it up um, by the pint, order it and, and have those, these conversation starters. Um, so we actually worked with them to create conversation starter cards that they handed out mm-hmm. at the register. It went, oh, in, nice. um, when you ordered it online, then it would come with you that way too. And you could look them up. Um, and so it was just really cool to see not only people enjoying the ice cream, but actually having these conversations, um, as well in their home and the ice cream shops, um, all around the country. So it was just, and it was, it was a lot of fun to put together um, that one as well. One of the things that you mentioned with Joanne um, that might be the case here as well is you mentioned your clinical team, which Mm -hmm. not every nonprofit has, but every nonprofit has kind of subject matter expertise and typically a lot of research and data. And I'm guessing that your clinical team helps inform some of these partnerships and maybe come up with these conversation starters. Is that true? So it's, it's you, it's a corporate partner, and then it's the clinical team as well, or am I getting that wrong? Uh, no, you're actually, you're, you're right on track with it. So yeah, we have, um, we're really lucky here. And that, that's one of the things that I think is so special about On Our Sleeves. And it helps, I guess, kind of inform the relationship with Nationwide Children's as well. So Nationwide Children's Hospital um, is uh, one of the biggest providers for children's mental health in the country. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've got all of the expertise here. um, But when it comes to children's mental health, like you don't want kiddos coming, like we don't want kiddos coming from South Dakota or something like that to Ohio. We want them to be cared for in that situation as close to home as possible. That's actually the best for the child. Um, But when you've got the expertise here that can inform the resources, that's really where um, where we can make a big impact. And so that's um, the resources from On Our Sleeves are coming directly from the experts mm-hmm. at Nationwide Children's Hospital. They're like the intel inside. And so that's exactly what happens. So they will um, put out all the clinical content around a whole bunch of different topics. And you can go to our website at onoursleeves.org and see there is a robust library <laughs> there. Um, so it's great because then when we go and we're talking to a corporate partner or we're talking to a donor, an individual um, or what have you, we know that the information that we have, it's not just, you know, something that we found on Pinterest and thought like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, it, it is, is research backed. It is done by experts. Yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's backed by the best in the business and it's evidence mm-hmm. informed. So you can trust the information that is being put out there. So when it came to Operation Conversation, that's exactly, they created the clinical backing and the content for it. And so when we were able to go and talk to folks like Joanne and Jenny's and our other partners who took part in that, um, we knew that we were able, we were giving them the best evidence-informed information for how to have these conversations with their kids and how mm-hmm. to talk about it as an advocate and how to use their corporate voice to really make a difference. Um, in that capacity as well. So yes, we all work in tandem. (laughs) So I want to jump around a little bit. And I'm curious, because I mean, the pandemic has been 
well, terrible in so many ways, but good in the sense that it has really opened up this conversation around mental health, whether it's for children, for adults, people in the workplace, people have therapist on their calendar now. Like, I'm going to go see my therapist. Don't bother me during this time. And so I'm curious, what are some of the hurdles that come with children's mental health realities and how are you navigating them? I'm sure they're more visible than they used to be, but that's part of your naming with On the Sleeves is this has been an invisible issue. Yeah. So that's such a good question. Um, I mean, On Our Sleeves was kind of born out of, out of this very idea, right? That um, how do you take something that's impact that's invisible, that's having such a big impact on people and make it visible. And so it really came from the idea that kids don't wear their thoughts on their sleeves, but mm-hmm. what would it look like if they did? And so that's where we have, um, again, if you go to our website, you can see the kids with all of these like cartoon kind of icons. Yep. On their They're really neat. It's really, it's really impactful. And even just those icons, when when the movement was started, um, one of the questions that we would ask our audience or we would ask our corporate partners or we would ask kiddos is, what does this icon mean to you? Um, so again, like oh. leaving it open-ended because it can mean different things to different people, right? Like the, can ask somebody, what does this anchor mean to you? And for some people, an anchor means stability, right? It means that I am anchored and I'm not moving. And to other people, it feels like a weight around their neck that's dragging them down. Um, So it's really interesting. Just the iconography in and of itself was there to start conversations, to get people to open up and start to talk about their feelings and their emotions. So um, some of the, but I mean, like that's just always been a hurdle for us is how do you, how do you make something that feels inaccessible, accessible? Um, Mm -hmm. And it really, it really started with, how do we teach people how to talk about their emotions? And so that's really where the icons, that's um, what kicked it all off. And uh, it's still something that, you know, we have a, we do have a lot of hurdles to get through in this particular space, because there are some things that we would have done with um, just regular children's health. Um, Like Mm -hmm. we would be able to tell a patient's story. You know, if a kiddo comes to Nationwide Children's Hospital because they are um, here for the research that we're doing with, you know, muscular dystrophy or something like that. We can tell that story, but when it comes to children's mental health, there's still such a strong stigma around it that we can't mm-hmm. tell the story of the kids the way that we do with other things. And so we had to think of a way to not tell the story of that individual kid, but how do you tell the story of the impact? Um, So how do you tell the story of a school that received curriculum on how to talk about emotions and how it changed their dynamic? Um, How do you talk about, you know, a parent in Idaho who didn't know how to talk to their kids about what happened in Ukraine? And so they went to our website and they downloaded a guide on how to talk to your kids about scary things that are happening in the world. Yeah. Um, and so though we had to start thinking differently about how we were telling those stories um, and the impact that it was making around the country. Um, and so it's still definitely a hurdle for us because some of the things can be scary and can feel really big. Um, so a lot of it is really just kind of 
taking a deep breath first, which is what you ought to mm-hmm. do anyways for your mental health. <laughs> yes. Um, and then and then breaking it down in kind of these bite-sized tidbits and, and helping people to kind of see the impact of that as well and and making it more approachable and then telling that story of the person who was maybe scared to talk about mental health with their kids and then found out, oh, it's not that hard when I break it down into like one conversation starter around the table or three points that I can talk about with something that happened in the world. So um, yeah, those are some of the hurdles that that we've been, yeah, working through and are still working through today. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this a little bit already, but I think the pandemic made it easier to talk about some of these issues. I mean, years ago, not every company, but a lot of companies wouldn't have wanted to touch mental health with a 10-foot pole. And now we see corporate partnerships in this space. And so I'm curious, how, what would you advise listeners to do whose cause area might be stigmatized? How would you suggest that they approach corporate partnerships? Well, first off, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so before, <laughs> before the pandemic, um, even though there was the data there for it, like, mm-hmm it was difficult just to convince people that children's mental health was a thing that was impacting kids because you didn't see it. Right. Right. Um, And then the pandemic happened and then they were locked inside with their kids for two weeks straight and (laughs) and nobody questioned it anymore. Um, Everybody (laughs) was like calling me going, you're that, that mental health girl, right? Like, do you have (laughs) resources because that mental health girl? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. And yes, here's the how to guys. So I think but I remember in 2019 before, like before everything locked down and our behavioral health pavilion actually opened the week before lockdown. So we, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It, our timing, we, nobody could have planned that, but mm-hmm. if we had in 2018 and 2019, when nobody wanted to talk about it, really, if we had given up, um, we would not have opened our doors right before everybody needed it the most. And I think that's such a, maybe, maybe a cop-out answer for this one, but it's just, <laughs> just keep going. Um, because I think from a cause standpoint, you never know when it's going to be your time. Um, mm-hmm. You never know when your thing is going to be the next hot, hot button issue. Um, and I think for those of us who are doing the nonprofit work, it's just this reminder, at least this is how I did it, <laughs> um, trying to remind myself every day why I was doing what I was doing and to just do the next right thing in front of me um, that would help the kids in some capacity, whether I would ever get to see it come to fruition or not, um, mm-hmm. to know that I'm setting up success for whatever might come next, if something comes next. Um, But it's really hard when the work that you're doing has a stigma associated to it, or you know that it's important, but it's, it's hard to convince a corporate partner that it's important. Um, So I would say just, just keep going. (laughs) Yep, you're doing the work. And at some point, um, at some point, the right things do fall into place. But it is, it is hard work when you're when the stuff that you you're doing has such a strong stigma associated with it. One of the things that I was thinking about as you were talking, and I may not get this entirely right because I'm doing it from memory, but I had Marty Bledsoe post on the podcast, I think it was last year. So from On Our Sleeves with um, Big Lots, 
And one of the topics that we talked about was kind of humanizing the conversation and bringing it to the people that you're talking to. So again, not going to get this entirely right. I'll link to the episode in the show notes. But it was something about coming into a conversation with execs at Big Lots and bringing it to them of how many of you have had somebody in your life struggle with mental health? Like looking at it from that human perspective of, okay, it's not just this thing out here in the distance that we're talking about, but like bringing it to the individual. And I think in a lot of cases, once you're in a room, which can be challenging to get into that can yeah. help as well. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's so true. And it's what we see with all of our partners. And the, again, the data supports it. So you know it, right? And so anybody else who might have that kind of stigma associated with the work that they're doing, mm-hmm. you have your data. So know your data and know know that, I know that in a crowd of execs, execs um, that 50% of them are, are dealing with mental health issues with their kids at home. You know, so the moment that I start to talk about about that, about how you can build this culture of communication with your kiddos, how you can um, keep the conversation going, how to recognize when there might be red flags. Like when Mm -hmm. you start to drop those tidbits that you know that they're picking up on because they're parents (laughs) and they want that information and they don't have it anywhere else, um, it starts to show the value of of the work that you're doing without even selling it. because you let the work speak for itself a little bit. So um, I know that that has been part of every single conversation that I think we've had with our corporate partners um, is just showing them as parents. Um, Mm -hmm. So not, not just humanizing, you know, the cause, but humanizing the people in that room right then and there too. They're parents and they care and they also don't have resources. Um, and we know that they didn't have it because that's why they're talking to us <laughs> it's because right. nobody else, you know, and so um, being confident in that data and, and the, the work that you're providing and, and bringing that directly to the meeting. So you have some pretty creative corporate partnerships. We talked about Joanne. We've talked about this sunshine ice cream. What are some of your best practices for coming up with creating creative and engaging campaign ideas that also align with your mission? Because they've got to align. Yes, they do have to align. Um, This is going to sound so simple. (laughs) So I'm sorry if it sounds so boring. (laughs) But listen. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's like the number one thing is, I think people get so excited about a potential partnership and they always come in with all these different idea starters, which is great. Like you should definitely, obviously do your homework, come with ideas, um, things of that nature, but really take time to, to listen to how the prospect is reacting to your ideas. Um, And when they come with their ideas, also be prepared to know that something isn't going to align with the mission properly, or in our case, be prepared to educate a little bit better too. Um, one of the great things that you've, you've already mentioned, we've already talked about that came out of the pandemic is that people are talking about mental health now, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that people are talking about mental health responsibly. And very good point. And so a part of what we do in these communications too, is we listen to their needs. We Think about the needs that we have and the programs that we need to fund, the resources that we need to fund. Um, but we also listen to how they're talking about mental health because some of it 
comes down to educating them a little bit about that too, or to say like, this is such a good idea, but here's how we actually need to talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And here's the kind of language that we need to use. And here are the kinds of resources that need to be shared in order to do this responsibly. Um, Because the other thing that happens, especially with children's mental health is the moment that your customers see that you're doing this, they're, they're excited about it, but then the stories will come out of the woodwork and people need help and parents are scared. And so it's just really important that when a brand tackles an issue like this, that they, they really take the time to understand the issue and how to engage with it in a responsible way. So um, a lot of our process is listening to one another mm-hmm. and being true partners in that as well. So knowing that they they have all these great things that obviously we want to, to go after and be a part of, um, but trusting that we also have things that they need, they need to be a part of as well. We have that expertise and really leaning into that um, because that's, that's the, the value that we really bring to that kind of a partnership as well is that they, they know that they can trust the information that we give them, that it's the best right. that's out there um, and it's reliable. And so they're able to, to talk about this important issue, but they're able to do it in a responsible way. I'm curious, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received or given when it comes to building impactful corporate partnerships? Oh, I've <laughs> thought about this question um, quite a bit, but I think the best piece of advice I've ever received was mm-hmm. it's rarely a no, it's usually a not yet. Um, mm. So keep at it. And like keep finding way a way to partner with somebody. So keep learning about them and learning about what's important to them as a company, what's important to their employees, what's important to their customers. Watch how people react when they release a new campaign. Watch how they release a new campaign, even if yep. you're not the one doing it. But um, you learn a lot about a partner just by watching them and keeping in touch with them. Um, and continue to like look for the ways to get to a yes. Um, so keeping those relationships intact because it, it is very rare that it's just a flat out no. Um, right. They usually care about the organization. They care about the work. Everybody cares about the work that nonprofits are doing. You know, we keep the world going around us nonprofits. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. And people care about it and they, they do want to be a part of it. Um, it just might not, it might take some more time to get to the right yes. Um, and that's how it was with Jenny's. I mean, we've, we've known Jenny's for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and we've talked to them about on our sleeves. Um, it was a no until it was a yes. Um, but we just, you got to keep at it kind of thing. So. Oh my gosh, there is so much more that we could dive into. But for now, our podcast time has come to an end. So my last question for you, if people want to learn more about Nationwide Children's Hospital and On Our Sleeves, where can they do that? Uh, the I'm going to give you two places uh, okay. to learn more about um, On Our Sleeves in particular. Um, so the best place uh, to get really up-to-date information um, as quickly as possible is Instagram. Um, so they can follow us on Instagram at on our sleeves official. That's our Instagram handle. Um, and then the other recommendation is to go to onoursleeves.org and join the e-community. Um, so you would get regular updates um, 
that way as well about what's going on, the different partnerships that we're launching, both corporate and community, entertainment mm -hmm. industry, the whole kit and caboodle. So you can get all of that information there um, and all of the information that's coming out that is talking about children's mental health and, and how you do that and how you engage with it. It's all backed by those experts at Nationwide Children's Hospital. Wonderful. Well, we will include all of that at the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your knowledge and your expertise. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was a fun conversation. The Engage for Good podcast is produced in partnership with True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright. Music this week is by We Are the Good and Rex Banner. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing you can do to support Engage for Good is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.